Oh, jeez. Sticky uh, texted me again, said he won't be here, so. Okay. Well, um, I woke up this morning with No Scrubs by TLC stuck in my head. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think the only solution might be a bullet. Well, we're gamers, so we have plenty of that. In virtual form. Also in virtual form is Game Nuts Podcast. This week, Boder and Fear the Claw lead an abbreviated episode where Boder gets to talk more about Mass Effect 2, and Claw leads the conversation with Xbox Live finally leaving behind the original Xbox. A meandering train of thought leads both to talk about the original and its legacy into this generation of consoles, and even into online multiplayer versus couch multiplayer again. They then ponder the art style for the next Wii Zelda game and engage in talking about the latest banner for gamers to rally behind, hating Michael Atkinson for not giving Australian gamers an R18 Plus rating. So step on in, grab a coffee, and take a seat for episode 28 of the Game Nuts Podcast. We need a theme song. Yeah. Alright. Alright, welcome again to the Game Nuts Podcast. This is Boater. Fear the Claw. Thank you, Sticky. Okay. <laughs> uh, cricket, yeah, last, cricket, last week cricket, I think we, I think we forgot two things last week. I think we forgot to actually introduce ourselves, and uh, I forgot to do the whole thing at the end. Uh, blah blah blah. Hey, this is where to reach us, but whatever. Um, I did finish Mass Effect two last week, this past week, um, and uh, to keep things relatively short and concise, um, and spoiler free, and spoiler free, it is awesome. There are many, uh, as TV Tropes calls it, crowning moments of awesome. Many. Uh, I like the game a lot better than the first. Uh, at first I was thinking how, uh, you know, whenever I played through the game, I would do an, an ME1 character and then import it to ME2 and continue through like that. But the gameplay is so different uh, that I think at least a few times I'm just going to start straight out with Mass Effect 2, just at least to see how it goes. Um, my playthrough was approximately 26 hours upon completion. That's not too bad. Yeah, it's it's nice, and of course, uh, I think, although I haven't played around with it, I think there is New Game Plus, even though they said that there wouldn't be at one point. I don't know what that means. It means that after the mission, I went around and I'm continuing to explore the galaxy, and if I want to, I can import that game save and start over. Um, so, from with... what from from what I know of the ending of Mass Effect, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to be able to go back through. Um, Mass Effect Two, it's possible to Mass die. Effect, Mass Effect 2. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, it is possible to die. It's possible to lose squad mates at the end. If you die, obviously you cannot continue on to Mass Effect 3 or play Mass Effect 2 with that character again. I'm sorry. That's how it goes. Um, but uh, if you survive, then yeah, you can do so. And actually, I was thinking of doing New Game Plus with this character because uh, it's my favorite one, but I'm probably just going to let it sit so that it stays alive for Mass Effect 3. Um... But uh, that last mission, uh, you know, you go through this mass relay, whatever. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go through here. It's like 2.30 in the morning. I should sort of go to bed. Like, 2 o'clock's my normal uh, bedtime because I have an awesome job. Um, but I'm, I'm going I'm to go through here. 2 o'clock's when I'm normally getting home from work. Sucks to be you. That's another thing you need a bullet for. Yeah, tell me about um, it. So I, I go through the relay, and I'm like, I'm just going to check out things on the other end. It triggers the final mission. And since it's possible for squad mates to die permanently, they don't want you to save and then reload when you did something wrong. Right. So I couldn't stop playing. <laughs> Not that I minded, but I finished at like 4.15. So if you're playing through Mass Effect 2 and you get to that last mission, please, for the love of God, make sure you have a couple hours before you go through the Omega 4 relay. What they should do is have... 
a quick save option where you save it and then you can come back and load from it but once you you know well, I think I, I, I think it was auto loading that, so that if so. I think it was auto loading so that if I died as in like not one of the plot driven deaths but yeah. just like I got shot and killed yeah as happens uh, then it was able to reload from that um, so if I wanted to I probably could have just done a forced shut off of the uh, 360 and then loaded it up uh, from one of those auto saves but I couldn't manually save so huh. I mean you, you don't have to have that but yeah um, and uh, I'm gonna say one more thing about the ammo system before I just lay it to rest uh, I was talking last week about how it's a lot more limited um, it's Still limited. It's, it's supposedly these clips are interchangeable between all guns, so it's a little ridiculous. Oh, I used up all the shots on my sniper rifle. I'm gonna switch to the SMG, which still has clips. But can I just take them from the SMG and put them in my awesome sniper rifle? <sighs> oh, sigh. But at least you don't have um, to wait until you pick yeah, up that these specific kind of ammo. Really work too well. You you can't put nine millimeter there, bullets. The the way it's explained in game is that these are clips that just take all the excess heat that's blown off from the weapon and then eject that. Okay. It's not actual ammunition. The way ammunition works in game, like in in universe, is that it's just a solid block and it chips off little splinters and accelerates them to a fractional light speed. So Boy. you don't worry about actual ammo. But it's 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 weird. Uh, but in the end, it's I guess they did strike a pretty good balance between being really punishing and really forgiving. So that's Mass Effect 2. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, and yeah, it I, makes I me tempted. I can't wait to go through and play again. It makes me tempted to play it for myself. But you know, anybody who's looked at my blog knows that I have a daunting backlog of games. So. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Your wall of shame. Yes. Shelf of Shame. Shelf of Shame. My bad. Which is ironic, because most of my games are kept in uh, those uh, CD folders, not on a oh, shelf. Oh, they are on a shelf. So, uh, yeah, I have the character in Mass Effect 1. I've got to finish that game with that character. Um, and then, you know, do a romance on one character in there, and then cheat on them in the second game. So that'll be fun. Um, okay. There's a lot of romance options available, and the, this, this playthrough I stayed loyal to my romance from the first one, oh. which you don't really do anything. But okay, I see you losing interest. I'm uh, no, I'm like just that. I'm just thinking about Fox News and yeah. Okay, before I get angry, we'll move on. So uh, <laughs> he's gonna take a bullet to me too. All right. Uh, murder suicide on the Game Nuts podcast live. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, Xbox Live. What happened? <laughs> Sticky comes in and sees this. It's like, well, better upload the podcast. Uh, Xbox Live. Yes, Xbox Live. Um, Xbox Live is discontinuing uh, original Xbox game support starting Tax Day, April fifteenth. Mm -hmm. uh, this this basically affects well any uh, game that's still played on the original Xbox, but namely Halo Two. Uh, actually, well, um, I can't remember who it was who said it from Microsoft, but said that the people who play Star Wars Battlefront 2 oh, yeah. and Counter-Strike are going to be the most affected, because those are the only two games that have not had a 360 follow-up. Um, a lot of people prefer Halo 2 over Halo 3. I've heard a lot of right, people Right, but they that. still have the option to play Halo well, 3 on yes, the 360. yes, but they're going to be fanboys and be like, this one sucks. 
Well, that's then, you know what? Halo fanboys. <laughs> well, you know what else they can do? They can go back to their uh, old PC, and also, their old DOS PCs, and play Doom if they think that's that better. Also, I don't think Counter Strike would be a big one because it exists on the PC. It's a lot better on the PC than it ever was on the Xbox. Right, but a lot of people don't play games on their computer. They right. just play well, games on their game system. So. Well, I mean, it's it's. It's still something where if someone only has an original Xbox and they would have to buy a new Xbox to upgrade, uh, it's 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 something that yes, it's going to be inconvenient. But frankly, I'm I'm sort of glad. But that you they're know, going I'm, ahead with I'm this. surprised that they've held on to it for as long oh, as yeah. they have actually. Oh, yeah. And I'm you know I think now is about the time. You know we're halfway, supposedly halfway through this console generation. Um, Let's they get don't, the service optimized for it. You know. Yeah, they don't they don't really make X. You know they don't make Xboxes anymore. They don't make Xbox games anymore. Um, Xbox games are kind of you know a lot of stores don't even sell them anymore. Although Game Nuts does. Yay! Um, We're awesome like that. So yeah, I can kind of understand it. Yeah, it kind of sucks, especially you know for me. I was a big fan of Battlefront 2, and uh-huh. with pandemic shut down, we don't know when or if we're going to see a Battlefront 3, or if it'll be as good. Yeah. So. Uh, um, but I mean, one of the things that is presumed to come from this is upping the friends limit. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, actually, there was an email sent out by uh, Mark Witten. I don't know exactly what his uh, um, position is, but even he uh, says that Halo would be the one most affected. It's no greater. Well. Maybe not. No, there's no greater example of the power of the Xbox Live community than the Halo franchise. Halo 2 has had an amazing run on Live with a dedicated community more than five years after launch and launch of the next generation. So, yeah. um, the, the I, I, don't, I don't deny yeah. that, that Halo 2 is the still the biggest game played on the original Xbox. Yeah, I, I agree. And that Probably would be Battlefront would be the one that would yeah. be most effective. Because, again, Counter-Strike has another platform and Halo has another platform. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, the reason that they're doing this, I mean, yeah, okay, there's the friendsless thing, but I think it's just a lot of behind-the-scenes thing that we're not really going to see big changes up front. Just uh, infrastructure things of the base core framework of Xbox Live that was just incompatible with the original Xbox hardware. Yeah, well, I mean, the original Xbox was pretty much a prototype for what would become this generation's Xbox Live. Yeah. So, yeah. Anywho... Uh, as an experiment, I think... Next! That, actually, as an experience, I, th- I, I think... Experience? Uh, experiment. I think that the Xbox has been working out really well. Uh, just, like, the line of it. Because before the Xbox One came in, the, like, Sega had, had tried uh, an online service with the Dreamcast, and it didn't really launch well. Um, I, did, I, I don't know. I'm going to argue that because I had a Dreamcast, I had it online, and there, it was... It worked. It worked oh, well. It, 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 it worked. But yeah, it was it's still just, rudimentary. Yeah. They didn't have. I mean, Microsoft really kind of perfected the infrastructure yeah. of Basically, the I think, player I think, like, interactions. They, they looked at the Dreamcast and said, "This has a lot of good ideas. What can we take from this?" Yeah. I mean, they did that with with all systems. Any competitor really has to. You know, what can we take from this? Um, and I think that what they brought to the console table was more of a PC edge. You know, an onboard hard drive, uh, online connectivity, basically right out of the box. Yeah. So, um, and then really, really brought that to fruition with the uh, Xbox 360 and Xbox Live for that. At which point, uh, the PS3 started to join in on the game and Wii, even to some extent. It'll be interesting to see how uh, online capability expands in the next generation. Yeah, well, hopefully Nintendo will uh, 
get on the bandwagon a little more for the next generation. Boy, Nintendo, we don't care. Well, I mean, Japanese companies, it seems, aren't nearly as interested in online gaming, and I think a lot of that is they don't need it. They've got such a person, you know, an in-person oh, yeah. society. And, and, I w- and I will say that it annoys me when American companies uh, focus only on online gaming and no, no couch gaming. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing that I really have to give to Nintendo's credit, and even Sony with games like Middle Big, uh, M- 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 Little Big Planet. Little Pig Planet. Yeah, we can we we can edit that out, right? No. <laughs> but you won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, you know, is this feeling, like, New Super Mario Bros. Wii is probably one of the best uh, co-op experiences I can remember having, because, uh-huh. you know, it is you and one, two, three friends, one through three friends. Or one, comma, two, comma, three friends. Yes, one, but that makes me sound three. like an idiot. No, you can be like one, two, three friends. It works. Anywho. It's okay. Pat, pat. I lost my train of thought. But Next! <laughs> yes. Yes. Bottom line is, online is great, but I hate it when companies focus Only exclusively on online. On online. Uh-huh. So, uh... I'm done you... with my news. What do you got? Okay. Um, well, I was in GameStop uh, yesterday, a couple days ago. How could you do such a thing? Uh, because I was in the mall. This is acceptable. <laughs> that and I have friends there. But, uh, I was looking at the uh, Wii games, and I saw they have... You know how when uh, new games are announced, GameStop does these uh, pre-order covers yeah. that, you know, the cover hasn't or it hasn't actually been designed, but they make one with the title yeah. and logo on it and then on the back? Well, it was a cover for a new Zelda game, which we kind of knew was coming out this year anyway. Right. I flipped it over onto the back, and lo and behold, Wind Waker graphics. Hmm. And it says and something I, I remember you saying last week, uh, I remember because I edited it last night, cough, um, that, uh, that Wind Waker was probably your favorite. So. Well, I mean, stylistically, yeah. I, I, I love it, and I think that that style would work well in um, even even in a console game, because yeah, I mean, that was just a beautiful game to look at. Yeah, and, and especially on the Wii, because I think uh, some of the other Zelda ones were looking more realistic for their time, but those graphics nowadays would just look outdated. Wind Waker is the way to go to go with um, graphics that aren't top-of-the-line realistic, but yet are stylistically attractive to look at anyway. Yeah. And then that's what they should really be doing on the way. Yeah, well, the, it's just kind of strange because there were no real identifying pictures. It was just a picture of young Toon Link. And, you know, in a couple of situations, nothing that could identify it as any specific game. And we haven't seen any screenshots from the new Zelda game, but every image that I see referring to the new Zelda game on Wii shows Twilight Princess style graphics. So I'm kind of wondering, did... I'm, I'm wondering if, if, yeah... Yeah, if GameStop, GameStop. Just, just took screenshots off of the last, you know, off of a random Zelda game, threw them on the box and said, here, new Zelda game. Or if they know something that we don't and Nintendo is actually planning on going back to the cell shading. Um, 
I have no comment, actually. I don't think they, they could really do either. Um, if we've seen a lot of screens for it with Twilight Princess-style graphics, then that's probably what we're going to see. Um, oh, they they no may idea. decide to take the engine and tweak it a bit so that um, while the um, models would be the same, the textures would be more cel-shaded, and that might be an acceptable cross between the two as well. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Kind of a... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Kind of a charcoal sketch type of art yeah, style. Yeah, like Okami. What's, what's nice is... Yeah, like Okami. Well, what's nice is, you know, Twilight Princess looked good, but it was clearly designed for the GameCube and ported over to the Wii. There yeah. was, the Wii is a lot more powerful than that, and it would be interesting to see whether it's Wind Waker or Twilight Princess style graphics, see it running off of the Wii. The native with hardware. The, yeah, with the Wii. Yeah, with the native hardware. Right. Anywho, you got nothing? Got nothing. You got nothing. Yay, Zelda. Okay. Um, well, I got two things we can talk about. Um, uh, pick one. We'll try to wrap this up pretty early since we started late, and we got another store to run off to. Alright, well, speaking of uh, GameStop, uh, EB Games, uh, which is, of course, owned by GameStop, um, endorses the R18 Plus rating in Australia. Mm -hmm. Got this uh, article off of Joystick. Uh, we talked about this earlier... Uh, a few weeks ago, maybe even a couple months ago, about how they were trying to push a higher rating so that, you know, their games wouldn't just not get released or have to be heavily censored. Michael Atkinson, who was the one attorney general that says we shouldn't have this, has tried actually blocking uh, discussion papers on the matter because it's... Uh, it's political corruption. Yeah, and... You know, there was uh, some issue he was talking about uh, where things were open to a forum and someone posted a reply on it. Well, a number of people did. Uh, but he said, oh, well, this person doesn't exist. This is a plant by the Liberal Party just to defame me. Turns out that person does exist and lives about two blocks down from his office. So, this is a dude who's out of touch. Uh, I saw an Australian commenting yesterday Australian that... Australian Jack Thompson? Yes! <laughs> yes, actually, I saw a lot of comments about that, too. But I saw an Australian commenting yesterday. It's like, as much as... Uh, Americans annoy me with everything. Uh, a lot of them, you know, live by their constitution. They wouldn't put up with this. Yeah. Americans would not put up with this. Quite frankly, I mean, because it's not just gamers that are like, we need these games. There's a, like 90% of the Australian public wants an R18 plus rating. Yeah. Many of which are not gamers, but feel that adults have the choice. Well, and that's really what it comes down to is I'm not a big fan of, you know, violence and gore and nudity for its own sake. Yeah. But, you like know... If, if I got Saboteur, it would be for, you know, its art style, not because, you know, the nightclub. I didn't even know that was part of it. But, you know, yeah, it's just this thing of, I may not like that sort of thing, but it doesn't mean somebody else my age wouldn't, and they have the right to play it. Yes. You know, and it's... I think the main problem, at least over here, is, again, parents, you were there a couple of days ago when, you know, the mother bought her, what was he, like, maybe five, four or five-year-old yeah. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas? And, you know, we always check, you know, is this okay? Yeah, it's fine. Oh, yeah. if you say so. Yeah. But, um... It's that, and that's something that's a choice for a parent to make for their kids, not something that uh, a government should make the choice exactly. for the whole country. You know, it's a lot of people are saying, you know, how can we be considered a first world country? How can we consider ourselves civilized when stuff like this happens? 
Well, and I think it's a which, nice... Which, that might be a tad overkill on just the one issue of, well, we don't have a mature rating for games, but I, well, I still understand movies? how it sits. How are their movies? R18+. plus. Okay, so if they can do it with movies, why can't they do it with video games? Apparently, the argument is that since video games are so interactive, we don't know how it'll how it'll affect people. And if you see, the, if you play the same thing as you might see, you're more involved in it. A justifiable argument. argument. I, I An mean, understandable I can, argument. Yeah. I wouldn't say justifiable. It's understandable, um, but it still doesn't uh, excuse the utter blocking of yeah. people's right to choose what they want to play. Yeah, I mean, really, it, it comes down to the individual playing the game. Uh, I had something else to say and completely lost it. So Okay, um, I think that we will wrap up early then on the Game Nuts podcast. If you have any comments on uh, what we said today, go ahead and drop us a line at gamenutspodcast.blogspot.com or send us an email, gamenutspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, until next week, this is Boater signing off. Fear the claw, saying good afternoon, good evening, and good night.